With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 980 COVID-19 tests carried out. Since our report on Friday, Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. The weekend results include the final screening of the people related to the Red Bay Primary School incident, including those reported via Twitter over the weekend. While all those were negative for COVID-19, two travelers have tested positive and will remain in isolation until they have recovered. The Health Services Authority provides public health services and manages the screening process delivered by public health, says all of the primary contacts involved in the Red Bay Primary School incident were called and advised by Health Services Authority on how to manage their sampling on Saturday, and they needed to return home until they received their results, which is an automatic process. Unfortunately, some of the email addresses provided to return the results were incorrect, and this caused a delay in the reports being delivered as planned. But all people affected have now been called. The HSA apologized for any worry and inconvenience the delay may have caused. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. In the Legislative Assembly today, Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin moved the Defense Bill 2020, which will provide for the statutory underpinning for the Cayman Islands Regiment, formally establishing the regiment and outlining the mechanisms by which it is administered. The bill provides for the governance and management of the newly established regiment, which is a reserve force whose duties include the defense of these islands, providing humanitarian assistance and disaster relief, assisting the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service and the Cayman Islands Coast Guard when called upon. The Premier says the regiment is one more important part of the island's national resiliency infrastructure and one which he believes will become increasingly important. It is in challenging times that we must continue to strive to establish and fine-tune the structures, resources, policies and partnerships necessary for us to advance the resilience of our country. On this occasion, the introduction of the Defense Bill 2020 represents another significant milestone in this journey. And so, Mr. Speaker, I commend this bill to the House and pray for its soon passage. Debate on the bill continued throughout the day. Also from the Legislative Assembly, the elected government is asked to implement district councils as set out in the Constitution. Georgetown MLA Kenneth Bryan tabled the private member's motion on Thursday. Whereas the Cayman Islands Constitution Order 2009, the Constitution Section 119 states, subject to this Constitution, a law enacted by the legislature shall provide for the establishment, functions, and jurisdiction of councils for each electoral district to operate as advisory bodies to the elected members of the Legislative Assembly. And whereas the Advisory District Council's law was assented to by His Excellency Duncan Taylor, and whereas to date, the appointment of members of the advisory district councils and the creation of the regulations required to properly implement the law has not been completed, be it there further resolved that the government considers immediately completing the process required to fully implement the advisory district councils law 2011 and the proper operation of the advisory district councils. The Premier reminded members the law was assented to back in 2011, but has never been brought into effect. A lot of water has gone under the bridge since 2011, including 
the increase in membership of the House and the move to single-member constituencies. When that, that law was devised, there were only six electoral districts. The provisions of the Advisory District Council's law allows the government to appoint members to all district councils so that the government is represented on all district councils. There were obviously some, let me use a, a nice word, reservations among members in the opposition about that. Mr. McLaughlin says the law must be reconsidered as there are now 19 constituencies, adding as well there is no time for government to establish the councils before the House is dissolved on March 29th. I believe, Mr. Speaker, that this is properly the work for the next administration. And so, as I say, we, we really don't want to, to vote against the motion because the law does need review. It is just the bit about immediately that we will, we will struggle with. The member bringing the motion described the view as unacceptable and supported the appointment of a select committee to at least start the ball rolling. Speaker of the House, the Honorable McKeever Bush. Be therefore resolved that the Legislative Assembly hereby establishes a select committee of the whole House to review the Advisory District Council Law 2011 and make a report to the House with recommended changes. All those in favor, please say aye. Those against, the ayes have it. A chairman will be selected when the committee meets for the first time. However, no date has yet been set. The Ministry of Financial Services and Home Affairs ended 2019 with a net surplus of $50.1 million. Tabling her ministry's 2019 annual report and financial statements, the Honorable Tar Rivers told lawmakers the focus last year was on two key areas. The first is the continued commitment to international standards to keep pace with global regulatory requirements via enhancements of existing legislation and the development of new ones. Mr. Speaker, the second area of focus is engagement, both with key local and international stakeholders to promote the continuity of our financial services industry. Key highlights during 2019 for the Ministry of Financial Services included meetings with top offices at the OECD's Center for Tax Policy and Administration, visits to Washington, D.C. to engage with members of Capitol Hill, as well as legislative upgrades to keep Cayman's financial services industry attractive and competitive. Turning now to home affairs, um, there was a concerted effort to prioritize many improvements to the national security and public safety measures, such as increasing human capital and the jurisdiction's ability to address and proactively prepare for natural disasters. Minister Rivers outlined several accomplishments there as well, such as Cayman applying to join the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, an application that was approved in August this year, as well as amendments to the Disaster Preparedness and Hazard Management Law to make provision for the establishment of a national disaster fund. As for the 2019 financial statements of her ministry? The statement of financial performance will show that the total revenue earned by the ministry was $52.7 million. Total expenses were $52.1 million during the 2019 financial year, and the surplus for the period was $0.6 million. The ministry ended the 2019 financial year with $57.3 million in total assets, $7.2 million in total liabilities, and total net surplus of $50.1 million. The documents were tabled in the House on Wednesday. A great pleasure for me to be here today to officially open the 2020 Cayman Islands Healthcare Conference. 
His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper there speaking to delegates virtually on Saturday as the country hosted the annual health care conference online. The conference focused heavily on the current COVID-19 pandemic, Cayman's response to it, and plans for the future. This virus continues to rage around us globally. It's really important that we remain alert and not let our guard down. Going forward, hands, face, and space will remain key to protecting ourselves, our elderly, and vulnerable. Health Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour also spoke at the opening of the event, highlighting the myriad of speakers and topics. We have an impressive lineup of healthcare professionals, experts in their field, who will offer thought-provoking and beneficial presentations on timely subjects. In addition, I am excited about a panel featuring various stakeholders and community group members sharing their COVID-19 experiences from their unique perspectives. This year's theme was Re-Envisioning Life in a Pandemic, and you can watch the entire 10-hour stream of the event on the CITTV YouTube channel. The Lions and Leos bring diabetes awareness to Grand Cayman. Here's Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens with the details. It's a disease that affects 463 million people worldwide. And the Lions Club of Grand Cayman wants to inform and help those on our shores with the mini diabetes fair. Well, the Lions Club of Grand Cayman is celebrating World Diabetes Day on uh, November 14th. And the aim of it is education, awareness, and to and to celebrate. The theme for Lions um for World Diabetes Day is Nurses Make a Difference in Diabetes. Chairperson of the Diabetes Committee, Yvette McField, says the purpose of the fair is to reduce growth of diabetes on island and improve the quality of life for those who do have it. Okay, we're, we're in conjunction with the um, HSA and CEDA, the um, Cayman Islands Diabetes Association. We're actually putting on this mini fair to bring awareness to diabetes, to educate the public, and to let people know that diabetes is a disease, but it's also a disease that you can live with, it can be combated with education, um, healthy eating, and to live a more fulfilling life. Educational booths will be set up throughout the fair, along with activities for attendees to take part in. The numbers are very high in the Cayman Islands. Type 2 diabetes is a, a vast number and it's a growing number in the Cayman Islands. So we're trying to um, get those numbers down. Usually type 2 diabetes is in the younger people. The signs are bedwetting, thirstiness, big problem with infection. That's a couple of signs. So it, to combat that, it's changing your eating habits, exercising, taking medication if you get to that stage. The fair takes place on November 14th, 2020 at the Lions Club Community Centre. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Mini Diabetes Fair is from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. and entrance is free. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.